This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steasley, and it's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. Now, the financial disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic have certainly passed the events of 2008. Remember 2008? That was the financial crisis caused by, mostly, by the mortgage default meltdowns. But today's crisis was caused by a virus, a contagious disease. And our reaction, the, uh, the government's reaction to that threat. And the next big question is, when will it be safe to reopen the economy? The federal government has released guidelines, but states will determine when and how they reopen. So here we are, and we're going through this together. You will have financial investment questions, I'm sure, and I will do my best to provide unbiased answers. I really will. So as an investor, you want strategies to help you. I get that. I want. I understand that. I will help you with that. America is extremely volatile right now. And it can be very scary day to day. Had a big up day today. But it can be pretty difficult to maneuver through this market. Anyway, so that's what we're here. We're all, we're all pointing in the same direction. That's financial freedom. We really are. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you can call me today in this hour. Through this Talk radio program and podcast, I can help you become a better investor. One way Justin Klein and I are able to do this is by our philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. We are different from other investment advisors. I am different. We, we our firm, KPB Financial, do things a little bit differently. We buy and sell the exact same things for ourselves as we do for our clients. Same percentage, same... Same exactly. So our performance will be the same. So, and we have five different programs. So I'm in every one of those programs. Anyways, we're live. So you can call right now. You can call our anytime list online number. The number is 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T, 888-99-CHART. Now, during this COVID-19 stay-in-place situation, Justin and I have been postponing our trips. We had trips planned for this year, but we've been postponing them and been working on to set up new dates later on in the year, depending on the COVID virus, of course. But if you can't, we'll try to, we can do it by phone, telephone, Skype, jive meetings. We can do it other ways. So don't think we can't meet and talk and discuss how we can maybe help. We would love to have you as a client, but we'll help you any way we can. We really will. So, send us a message to investtalk.com, an email, KPP Financial, Irvine, California. We'll be happy to talk to you. You can go to investtalk.com to learn more. Now, my main talking point today. After 12 months of high volatility, the S&P 500 is about back to where it started 12 months ago. The markets have seen from a trade war, a global economic slowdown, the pandemic, Big U.S. companies are holding up pretty well. So that's what we're going to talk I got some other things I want to discuss. Why, why, uh, how about we are in the middle of an E, the earnings season. Did you even know that? We're in our earnings season. Not much news about it, is it? 
Now, will how about this? Will the checks uh, sending out to people help the stock market? Remember all that money they're sending out? Will that help the stock market? And my last one, recovery from this economic recovery is going to be slow, not quick. It's not going to be just an instant rebound. It's about the economic recovery. And so we'll go over that a little bit too. Those are things we're going to talk about. But of course, you come first. I come second, whatever I want to talk about. Unless what you want to talk about is not financial related. It's all got to be financial, financial something. Something to do with money. Okay, let's go to our first call. Let's go to Greg in Jacksonville. How you doing, Greg? You want to talk about SPOT? Who is that? No, I, I want to, uh, the ticker symbol is SHOP or Shopify. Okay. S-H-O-P? Like go ahead. What's the symbol? S-H-O-P? SHOP? Okay, yes. Shopify. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it closed today at 620, and I would like to, I'm thinking about shorting the stock. It's way above its 50 a 200-day average. Um, there's a, an earnings uh, release coming up on May 6th, and um, it just seems a bit rich from what I can tell from the chart, especially, well, both the daily and the monthly. Or I'm, I would go on. Yeah, I would go beyond a bit rich. I think it's super expensive. <laughs> Shopify, Inc., Provides cloud-based commerce platform, small and medium-sized businesses via subscription and merchant solutions. Now, it, it started to make money in 2017, and this year it's only going to make $0.04 cents a share, then rebound to $0.51 cents a share next year. $0.51 cents a share, but the stock is selling at $626 a share. That is ridiculously expensive. It's making money. But why so expensive? Okay, and it's making a new 52-week high. I mean, it, it's because, of course, everything's on Internet and online and everybody's staying home, and this provides cloud-based commerce through the, through the cloud. So, yeah, that's why it's been up. But it is extremely expensive. The problem you have, you can short this, short everybody. Shorting means he thinks it's going to go down, and you can make money on a stock if you sell it short. Uh, I won't go into the definition of that right now, but that just means you want it to go down, and as it goes down, you make money on it. Okay? And uh, uh, this is a candidate for shorting because of how expensive it really is. But I'd be very careful because, you know, you want a kind of a tight stop. You know, because of the it, it's people are pouring money into it, and you never know, Greg, how long they will do that. I mean, they they could do it for a very long time. So, make sure you put a stop in to get yourself out of the short if it starts working against you. Put a put a limit how much you're willing to lose. Okay. Thanks for the call. That shop S H O P Shopify Inc. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and during this work from home time, you might find you have additional time because you aren't commuting, saving that time. In that case, I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we have posted on our website. I would appreciate that. Of course, the most immediate viable resource is our daily Invest Talk podcast, which you can download for free. 
And we have just posted a new April bonus show, the Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour. Rapid Fire Hour. Justin and I went through 29 questions very quickly. You get unbiased guidance, and it's waiting for you at investtalk.com, that hour bonus show. Now I'm trying to, I'm taking your questions live at 888 and chart. Now that this coronavirus scare has shut down all the gymnasiums, my wife has had to go and start running again. That's her normal workout now, and all of a sudden her knees became inflamed, creating lots of pain. Obviously, she's looking for relief and started applying Qantas Muscle Rub multiple times per day, three times a day. She told me it helps reduce her soreness and discomfort. Now, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm skeptical about many of these kind of products. I'm here to tell you from personal experience, this brand is believable. Quanta is a publicly traded applied science company. They make health and wellness products utilizing patented technology and makes them up to five times more efficient. Their flagship product is an all-natural muscle rub that alleviates aches and pains because it directly reduces inflammation. We have teamed up to help listeners to invest talk. So for a limited time, you can save 20% off of all Quanta's health wellness products by using the coupon code INVEST, that's I-N-V-E-S-T, on their website. Their website is buyquanta.com. That's B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A dot com. You are listening to Invest Talk. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned everything upside down. But are we now seeing some light at the end of the tunnel? You've got finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have answers. Call Invest Talk. 888 chart 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Erica in Cincinnati. How you doing, Erica? Hi, Steve. It's me, Emeka. Yeah. Thank you so much for the knowledge and advice. Oh, I really do appreciate you and Justin. <laughs> Thank you. I, I wanted to you want to talk about, about uh, Yes, I know the company okay. that is buying uh, the Victoria's Secret, they backed out today, uh, the 55% of Victoria's Secret. Do you think it's a good yep. move to go for long yep. on Air Brand, or do you think they're dead and uh, it's a waste of money? Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Uh, Air Brand is a pretty solid company. It's, it's a very good company. But think about what they do. They operate 2,900 and uh, franchises 722 specialty retail stores in U.S., Canada, United Kingdom. So they're in the retail store business during an economy worldwide that is shrinking, and everybody's going online. So it's a tough business to be in, and I probably would look elsewhere. This is There's too many other better opportunities, even though it's inexpensive. They're going to make... May, they say they're going to make a dollar ninety-five next year, but let's say they only make a dollar. Let's say they make half of that. Well, the the stock is only ten dollars a share. That's only a ten PE. That's pretty darn cheap. But I still think this is an area of the of the stock market that you want to avoid. It would be a high risk play trying to buy here, and I, I don't think I would take that risk. I just don't think so. 
Appreciate it, Emma. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's keep going. Here comes another caller question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Jay from Ukiah. I've currently been furloughed the last three or four weeks due to the COVID-19. I have my job back when uh, businesses are ready to be open. But because I'm furloughed, I'm not putting money in the 401k because I'm not getting paid. Um, I do have a Roth. I'm pretty young. I'm 25 years old. And I'm curious what recommendations you would have for uh, mutual funds and that kind of thing, uh, ETFs in a Roth at this time that would be good for the long term. Thanks. Appreciate the answer. Bye. Well, you're you're pretty young, so you want to stay with the market. I would suggest staying in maybe the ETF indexes. And you might have a portion, 10 15% in uh, an ETF and gold or gold miners. Uh, But I would stay with the market. Uh, 25, you got decades of earnings potential in the market. And you know what? 10, 20 years from now, we'll look back at this crisis, and it'll probably be, it'll pro- I, I think it won't be much more than a blip. Look at other, look at the 2009 financial crisis when the market went down 50%, okay? that You look back and it's like, well, that wasn't much compared to all the time before it. We just went through the longest bull market on record until March 1st when the market started to collapse, okay? So now we have a big... 30, I think the apex, about 35 to 37% drop, okay? Remember, 2008, was for that, it took a year for it to drop 50%, 50. So don't, you know, don't think that, man, I need to avoid this stock market. Not when you're 25. You're way too young. Stay in the market, and when you get your job back, keep pumping money in it through your 401k, you'll be just fine. Don't get scared out of the market. That's a mistake. Okay. Now we have a backlog of, of uh, voice bank questions. Oh, here comes another one. Hey, guys. How you doing? I have a question about this ETF, three times leverage ETF called TQQQ. I heard it's really risky and people do single day trades with it. But I'm wondering if it's a good idea to ride the stock market up with this ETF. Let me know what you think. Thank you. Well, I would say no. It's ProShares Ultra Pro Qs, the NASDAQ 100, exchange traded fund corresponding to three times the daily performance of the NASDAQ 100 index. The inverse. Uh, no, not the inverse. It, no, not the inverse. I'm sorry. So it goes up three times faster when the market goes up. Okay, than the, than the Qs. So the, there's, a, there's a lot of temptation. Well, why don't I just buy this? It'll go up three times faster than the market. The market has a bias to the upside. Why not just buy this? Because, first of all, there's a big tracking error, but mostly because if it happens to market go down, if the market goes down a third, with this supposed to go down three times faster, this goes down to zero. Do you want to take that risk? Going down to nothing? See, that's, that's the, the fallacy about that. you got to think about both sides. So, no, I wouldn't do it. If you want to do the cues, just do the cues. On next Invest Talk, COVID-19 retail bankruptcies may just be beginning. Most companies have big bills to pay, so survival may depend on available cash, due dates, their biggest loans, those kinds of things. The story tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm, I'm, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART.
This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, my main talking point today. Well, concerns as after 12 months of high volatility, the S&P 500 is back about where it started 12 months ago. The markets have seen threats from trade war, gold, remember the trade war? That seems like so long ago, huh? It wasn't. Global economic slowdown and a pandemic and shares of the U.S. biggest companies are holding their own. But, note I said biggest company, the S&P 500. Because the Russell 2000, which is, consists of the smaller companies for the same time period, remember the S&P 500 is about 1% below its a year ago high, okay? But the Russell, same period, is 22% below. Okay, how about uh, international stocks? 15% below. How about emerging markets? They're about 20% below. How about just the Dow Jones? It's 10%. Okay, 10% below. So the S&P 500 is up. Why is that? What caused them to go up? And a lot of it is the big tech companies, you know, some of that. But if that's true, why didn't the uh, NASDAQ do the same kind of thing? Well, because there's a lot of smaller NASDAQ stocks that got crushed, even though there was big tech companies in there. So that dragged the market down. So it's really interesting. You look at the S&P 500 from a year to year right now, or maybe yesterday, is down 1% where all these other bigger, other indexes are down much bigger. So it, when you talk about the overall market, it's kind of hard to even use the S&P 500 as a guideline because different parts of the market acts differently. So you kind of have to read all the parts to get a good understanding. Of course, they never do that on the news. They just want to be quick about it, right? So you don't get the whole story. Let's go to Rahu, North Carolina. How you doing? Rahu? Uh, good. Uh, good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Thank you. I mean, I have uh, my question is about uh, CNQ and uh, CRP. Uh, both of these are major Canadian energy, energy players. They have been making money despite the low prices of Western Canadian Select and the hostile policies of the Trudeau government to the energy sector. Uh, they also have cash in hand, uh, which gives me confidence that they should be able to ride out this recession. I would just like to hear your opinion on this. Well, looking at TC, they're gonna they'll do just fine. TC Energy Corp. Everybody, it's a forty-one billion dollar company. It's big. Canadian company engaged in natural gas trans transportation and storage, electric power generation in Canada. So it's a big utility company and natural gas company. It it, it pays a five point five percent dividend. Uh, earnings are going to go down. Okay, earnings are just going to go down. We're in a recession. They're going to go down. But they have huge cash flow, so I think they're going to be able to support that 5.5% dividend, okay? Uh, cash flow is almost $7 a share. So I think the dividend is fairly safe. Um, and 
Sales are going to go down. Just expect that. But if this is, if you want to, if you held through, held on to the stocks for the next couple of years, you'll be just fine. Notice it didn't really collapse as much as the market. It went from a high of like 57 all the way down to 32, and today it's at 44. So, yeah, it fell hard, came back. And, you know, stabilizing, and it could fall again, but it's a good, solid company. Uh, I would probably stay with it if you own it. I would stay with it. Thank you for the call. appreciate it. Let's go to Saeed in Oakland. Wants to talk about cycles. Saeed. Hello. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hi. How you doing? Yeah, uh, I have a go question ahead. you need to explain to me. Uh, the process of the uh, market cycle, you got uh, um accumulation. Uh, the markup, uh, distribution, and then markdown. Uh, now, if you look at the chart for a uh, Microsoft, right now, what I'm looking at right now, I uh, like uh -huh. to know if you can help me where Microsoft, in which phase of those four phases Microsoft is right now, like uh, what cycle is in right now. Well, Microsoft's done pretty well, you know, even during this fall, and it's tracked pretty much the market, except its rebound has been a bit stronger than the overall market, okay? Uh, so it's actually done better than the overall market. Uh, what phase? I, I think we're, I don't think we're done with the fall. I think it's going to, it's going to have one more cycle down, and that cycle probably won't be as deep. Probably down to about 150. That would be a logical place right about now from 173. And once it once it retests that, it won't go. It won't go all the way down to 135. But once it retests that, I think they'll be in a, a phase one up cycle. That's what I think it will be. Appreciate the call, Saeed. Thank you. Okay. Online shopping has been exploding. Everybody, really heavy. Is it going to stop? Amazon, Walmart, Target, those are great companies to own. Also, so they're doing very well online. So, uh, so as we go to break, here's my trivia question. 117 years ago, the store we know today at Target began life with a different name, in a different form. What was its first name? And how many stores did Target operate? How many do they operate today? I'll have the answer after the break. Give me a call. The market, give me a call. Anything financial, live, 888-99-TRUMP. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about $6.75. They're always changing. I got them at $3.99 and it took a major hit. First up, then down, then up again, or maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin, a uh, longtime listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave and San Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24 7. How much of your portfolio should you put into like ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. 
more than 21 million InvestTalk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestTalk.com April is National Literacy Month. It was created to highlight the importance of financial literacy. The objective is to teach Americans how to establish and maintain healthy financial habits. And you are already on the right track by listening to Invest Talk. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. 888-99-CHART. Okay, I asked a question, a trivia question before the break. 117 years ago, the store we know today as Target began life with a different name. Do you know the name? What was the first name? And how many stores does Target operate now? Okay, here's the answer. Target was founded as Goodfellow Dry Goods in 1902. Goodfellow Dry Goods. In 1903, it became Dayton's Dry Goods Company, then Dayton Company in 1910. Next, in 1962, it became Dayton Corporation, and the retail retail stores were started. In 1969, the name was Dayton Hudson Corporation. Today, Target is both an S&P 100 component and an S&P 500 component. As of 2019, Target had 1,868 stores in the United States. Target has about 360,000 employees. That's Target's story for you. Let's go to Mike and Hercules. Hi, Mark, you want to talk about, what's it, R-G-E-N. Take a look. What's your question? Yes, they were just, they were they were mentioned as Investors Business Daily Stock of the Day yesterday. Hmm. Let's see. Oops, wrong, 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 Steve. Come on. R-G-E-N. Okay, develops consumable bioprocessing products for life science companies. It's called Replagen, Replagen, Replagen Corporation. Uh, it's a $5.8 billion company, so it's midsize. It's growing very fast. It's growing sales 30 to 40% in the last year or two. I mean, even above 40% in a couple of quarters. It's going to make a dollar four this year, dollar thirty one next year. It's not inexpensive. It's kind of expensive. It's a hundred twelve dollars stock. Okay, so it's going to make a dollar thirty one, and that's a what, a, close to ninety eight PE. So that's kind of expensive. You're going to, have to pay up for it if you want to buy it. And today it made a new fifty two week high. I mean, this is what we call a breakout. And if we were in a normal market, you buy breakouts when they break above old year so you buy it so do you uh, Mike that lose Mike okay uh, you could what I probably would suggest is buy a position now not the whole position maybe half and wait for a retrenchment to see if it comes back down to maybe the mid 90s and if it did I buy the second half it's a really good grower it's a really good s that's not going to be affected by, you know, the COVID virus. Matter of fact, they probably will benefit from it. So, that's a good stock. 
Will the checks going out by the government spending, sending people money, just money, will that help the stock market? Well, first of all, Congress is working through a bunch of bills, right? And some of them provide free rent or free mortgage, like up to a year. And some of those those bills that they're pushing through Congress provide money to people, 2000 to 5500 depending on the size of your family. Well, money, flooding money in the system, no matter what you do, is always good for the stock market. Always. It always has been. Money out there being the Fed, either whether the Fed is pushing it by buying bonds and putting pushing money into people's hands by taking their bonds away from them, or government just sending out checks, or government spending on infrastructure, all that is good for stocks. It's very good for stocks. Okay, so they print money. When they print money, it somehow finds its way into the stock market one way or another. So the answer is yes. This is going to be very positive for the stock market. And part of the reason why the stock market has done so well, because everybody knows that. Everybody knows that's going to be beneficial to the stock market. I'm just worried that maybe too many people are ignoring how much damage we're going to see beforehand. I just don't know. We'll see. Let's go to Tim in Wisconsin. He wants to talk about TSN, which is Tyson Foods. How you doing, Tim? I'm good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, what do you want to know about Tyson? I'm looking to purchase it right now. I was wondering if you guys thought it was a good time to get in. Actually, I, I kind of do. Let me take a quicker, better, faster, more in-depth look here. My, my, remember, everybody, just so you know, when I, I pull up information on charts and so on and so forth and fundamentals, I'm taking a quick look at it, But so I'm not really getting in-depth. Um, Tyson Foods, producer beef, chicken, pork, related uh, uh, allied products for grocery retailers. I kind of like the food section, the food industry right now. Uh, Tyson is going to make $6.08 this year, $6.84 next year. Uh, sales are still growing in the most recent quarter, but they probably, sales are probably going to slow down. Probably. I'm not sure, because their restaurant business is probably going to get hit hard. But of course, their home business will do well. So you kind of want to know how much of their sales goes to restaurants, how much goes to grocery stores. You know, uh, and that will give you an idea how badly or beneficial going forward will be for Tyson. They they were trading ninety dollars a share. They went all the way down a little bit below forty five and made a pretty big comeback now at fifty nine. And they're trading sideways now for the last oh, almost a week. I kind of like it as a play. You might want to be very careful to see if we get a pullback, and I buy it on pullback, Tim. I really would. TSN, Tyson Foods. Thank you, Tan. Appreciate it. I do like the food sector. There's certain sectors I like right now. Non-cyclical, of course, food. Uh, I like uh, tech, some tech, not all tech, some tech. Um, I like uh, uh, gold. You know I like gold. I don't know. You know not, even though I'm not a big fan of gold, I like it now. Um, I like, there's just certain things that will benefit you know, um, medical health area, certain things that you really should concentrate on. 
Now let's keep going. Let's we'll go to our voice bank backlog and get in a, pick up another caller. Hi guys, this is Brayton in uh, Santa Barbara. I appreciate the show. I was just calling, uh, hoping I could get a little quick advice from you or thoughts on the stock uh, Lululemon, L-U-L-U. Uh, I'm thinking that's more of a, a long-term hold. Thank you guys for your time. Have a good one. Okay, Lululemon is uh, like L Brands. Uh, operates and franchises uh, 4 and 40 athletic apparel stores in the United States, Canada, Australia, UK, New Zealand. It's a $27 billion stock. It really is a well-run company. Sales growth have been, for the past, 20% a quarter pretty consistently, you know, quarter over quarter over quarter. They're going to make $4.54 this year. They were scheduled to make $6 next year. I have a feeling that hasn't been recalculated based on what we see here. Um, and being $212, I think it's too expensive. I just think it's, I think it's too expensive to consider. Um, $6 a share is, you know, if you're talking what, almost, uh, what, uh, 30, um, no, four times two, no, it's about 35 PE, you know, and the range is 22 to 54, very good return on equity, 38%, but that's it's just too expensive and too risky for this market that we're dealing in. I, I would probably stay away from it. Too risky. Too risky. I'm Steve Pizza. You're listening to Invest Talk. So obviously you understand the importance of unbiased guidance and experience market analysis. I encourage you to consider subscribing to our KPP Premium Newsletter, written and distributed every Friday. I put a lot of effort in that newsletter. And in the newsletter, you'll get valuable information. You know, I look at the week's market analysis, portfolio management section, and guidance, and stock ideas, a couple of them each week. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. And now I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. This is InvestTalk. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new rapid-fire hour. At a faster pace, you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. And now the phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. This is Dan from Seattle. Appreciate the show. Um, I was talking with my dad. He was going to give you guys a call for a portfolio review. I was telling him about you guys. And I was explaining to him how you do parallel investing so your money's on the line, too. And he was asking me about it, and I realized I really didn't understand exactly what it is. Steve always says that he, you invest the same percentage of your money at the same time. So with your different programs, the high risk and then the income and growth. So how do you guys do that? So each time you make a stock purchase, you're purchasing with your money? Or if you could just explain that to me a little bit better so I could let him know, I would appreciate that. Thanks, guys. We'll listen on this podcast. That's a- Actually, it's a good question. I don't explain it because it sounds like a commercial. But what happens is we have five different programs from very risky to not not risky at all or very, very low risk. And each one of those programs, I'm in there with my money. And so clients, you know, we talk to clients and decide, well, what risk tolerance do you have? How much risk do you want to take? So each program, what happens if I want to buy a stock, let's say, in the, one of the stock programs. I will go into the system and say, I want to buy 3% of Microsoft for everybody in this stock program. How many shares do I need to buy? And it will go through line by line, 
10 pages or so of individuals saying you need to buy this person 200 shares, that person 700 shares, this person 850 shares, whatever it is that I need to buy to give everybody 3% because their portfolios are different sizes, right? So we go in and it says you need to buy 50,000 shares. I go in and start buying the shares, okay? And I put it in the omnibus account. That's just an account sitting at TD Ameritrade that I put buy all the shares in. I get up to 50,000 shares. I make sure I buy them all in the same day. I might buy it 10, 12 times during the day. But they'll average the price, and then I allocate to that buy allocation I printed earlier so everybody gets their 3% shares at the exact same price. That's how it does it. That's how I do it. When I have to sell, I do the same thing. I look, well, how many shares do we all own? And I need to sell all of them today. So go through the same process in reverse. That's called parallel investing. And I really do do it. And I can prove it. I have to prove it. The SEC will audit me. And they'll <laughs> they'll make sure I do. So they've done it in the past. They'll do it again, I'm sure, someday in the future. 888-99-CHART is our number, everybody. I'd love to talk to you. Ask any questions you want. As long as they're financial. Hey, we're in the middle of earnings season. Does anybody know or care? We all really are. No one talks about it very much. It's 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 reported, but very very lightly. Netflix had a huge increase in their subscriptions. Do you see that? Well, that makes sense because you're home and what are you doing? You're going to watch TV a lot more than you probably would normally. Kim- Kimberly Clark had strong earnings because a huge their tissue sales. Everybody's running out to get bathroom tissue and paper, toilet papers. And, well, that helps Kimberly Clark. American Eagle Outfitters has cut and slashed everywhere. They cut employees. They cut capital buybacks, capital spending, dividends they cut, drawing down on their credit lines. So they're hurting. And I have a feeling a lot of the retail, like Lululemon, are doing the same kinds of things. Doesn't mean they won't survive. They probably will survive. But they're they're not expanding. They're cutting. And, of course, Boeing, did you hear what Boeing did? They, they are redoing their entire supply chain. What does that mean? Remember, all think about all the parts in a plane. That, just go put it, put it in your head. Go walk into an airplane in your head. And what is there? What is there? Seats, belts, seat belts, uh, metal fasteners, uh, electronics, an engine, fan belt. Yeah, you name it, they had to buy a bazillion parts, right? So they're redoing that whole thing. Why would they be doing that? I wonder how many parts they have that they have to get from China. And are they going to start sourcing those parts closer to where they make their planes? And my answer is probably. I think they are. So Boeing is going to re redo their entire supply chain. I think I find that very interesting in this day you know, are we too reliant on Chinese goods? I think most people will say, yeah, we probably are. Interesting stuff. E-commerce is up 30% year over year. E-commerce is. Obviously, we're working from home and doing everything from home, shopping from 
went over to my sister-in-law's house and I saw like six boxes from Amazon. They're buying stuff from Amazon, having to deliver it home. Games and toys are in hype. And parents are home with their children. And, of course, they got to keep them busy. Game. Online searches have increased 700% compared with last year. Online. People going online. One of the problems I'm having with this radio show is because there's so many people putting a lot of pressure on the Internet. And will this continue when we go back to work? Some of it will. This is Invest Talk, everybody. And yes, I'm aware that listeners are experiencing intermittent digital noise interruptions. We're consulting with a bunch of audio editors. We are trying our best. We think we know what the problem is, and we're exploring ways to try to get it fixed. It's very difficult when you can't get people and parts and things. Anyway, I want to thank you for your loyalty, and please bear with us. Sorry about that. I'm here. Ready to give you my unbiased guidance on anything questions financial. So call me, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, COVID-19 retail bankruptcies may be just starting. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Caller here from Minnesota. I have a quick question for you. Hopefully you can help me with. I'm interested in buying CHDN Churchill Downs. I've done a little bit of checking on the company. Seems to have a decent PE, slightly higher, but good for that industry. A good PEG ratio, really good. Earnings seem to be good. A low debt ratio from what I found out. It looks like from what I've read that um, institutional buyers have been buying it, insiders buy it. It has had a big run-up in the last couple, well, the last month, I should say, or less than a month of over 50%, but from all-time highs, looks like it still has another 50% leg it could run up on. I haven't been able to find any downfalls on this. Yes, everything has taken a halt, but there's still seven horse racing tracks that are running in the country, the Downs um, still have um, races running on, on screen and that. Plus, there's also gambling going on at the casinos there. I haven't been able to find anything wrong with this company or the stock. Please, tell me what's wrong with it. Otherwise, I look at buying it for a three- to five-year, ten-hold and um, going from there. So, thank you. Look very forward to your information. Well, if it's three years, yeah, you're probably fine. But remember, it's Churchill Downs engaged in a paramutual horse racing, casino gambling, entertainment, and simulcast feeds on races. Is they won't, uh, you're not going to be able to get people, you can't have people gathering at the racetracks at this point. And that's got to affect their, their down, their, their bottom line. Now. It's got to affect. Even though there's a lot of it online and uh, Vegas is going to be really difficult to start back up. Because there's so many, so the crowds. So horse racing, uh, you know, it's one of the, you know, it's all over the country. I think it's the the largest um, participation by in horse racing, the largest uh, professional sport uh, by fan attendance, and that attendance is going to go down. That's what the negative is. Nothing else is negative about the company. So I think their earnings future is going to be tougher than is reported now. That's where your danger is. 
Now, you could take a shot at it because if you're a long-term holder, it'll probably be fine. Not cheap. I mean, you know, the current P is like 20. So it's not like it's five or something really cheap. It's not. So, um, but, you know, it was, you know, before this pandemic, it was a very strong company. Very strong company. That's Churchill Downs, C-H-D-N, everybody. Okay, recovery is not going to be quick. I've said that several times. I have been saying that for a while. It's going to it's going to be slow. It's going to be, you know, uh, partial openings here and there. You see it happening already. Every state and county and city seems to have their own opinion of what they should do. And they probably should because some places are more effective than others. But that means it's going to be... You know, it's not going to be a smooth reopening. Here we go. It's not going to happen that way. GDP is going to shrink about 25% for this quarter. 25%. By year end, the estimate is for it to rebound and will grow by fourth quarter, maybe 8%. That's the estimates that came out recently. But for this quarter and the next quarter, it's going to be difficult. So, and some businesses going to have a heck of a lot harder time reopening than others. Sports, like Churchill Downs, you know, and people coming to the horse races, baseball, football, they're going to have a hard time. Um, Hotels, restaurants, airlines, tourism, some of this stuff is going to change dramatically. There's going to be a lot of restaurants, small restaurants, not be able to open. and It's just not going to happen. So, I think we're going to have to you know, as investors, think a little bit differently than we did beforehand. I mean, we have a different scenario. You know this COVID virus will come back next winter, even if we get past it this winter. And what is going to be the reaction then? No one knows because we don't know how bad it will be. We don't know what kind of treatments we'll have in place or will we have a, uh, some vaccine. Probably won't have one as soon as people think. So it's it's going to be very difficult to know in terms of industries that are going to have a hard time with this. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program. I will return tomorrow. Please remember that you can access our free InvestTop podcast downloads at iTunes. Play, and be sure to listen and review and rate us and tell your friends. We have just posted an all-new April bonus show. It's right there. So have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.